0: Everything you're going through, every hardship, every difficulty, every trial, every tragedy is temporary. And if you can survive it on the other side of that, you meet your other self.
1: That's Ed Milette. and this is The Depression Detox Show. Welcome back to the Depression Detox Show, where we share ideas and stories to help you live a happier life. I am your host, Malik Josephs. Appreciate you tuning in with me today as we kick off this week with an amazing talk by one of our newest featured speakers. And in today's talk, Ed talks about the new way to look at our past by reframing it in a way that serves us and that empowers us to become the best version of ourselves. And he also shares the power of having a vision for our future and what we can say to ourselves to never give up on our dreams. Here's Ed Milet. Enjoy.
0: See, I say often that on the other side of temporary pain, if you can survive the temporary, Napoleon Hill says, On the other side of temporary pain, if you survive it, you meet your other self. So many of us in our lives, even right now, we make permanent decisions based on temporary conditions. When you hold your father's hand as he's passing away, something dawns on you, that the only thing permanent in life is your soul. Even our bodies aren't permanent. Everything you're going through Every hardship, every difficulty, every trial, every tragedy is temporary. And if you can survive it on the other side of that, you meet your other self. I'm up here today, not because I'm extraordinary, but because I've survived so many temporary difficulties that I've met my other self. Then I met my other self. Then I met my other self. That's called growth. And it started, believe it or not, when I was five. See, I only have two skills. I've made hundreds of millions of dollars in business and I've been blessed that for some reason millions of people listen to me. And if you really knew me, you'd know how ridiculous that actually is. And had you known me when I was a young man, you'd really believe it. And the two skills I have really, if I'm being honest with you, I don't have a high IQ. I don't, in my own family, I'm fourth out of four. There's only four people in our house. I keep making them retest about once a year. It's the same result for 18 years now. You're fourth, dad and you're fourth by a mile. And it's just the truth. But I am good at two things. I truly love people, and I'm present with them. And if you're with me, I listen. I'm good at reading people and being present. And then I got this other thing, I can talk pretty good. Let me tell you what they come from. Massive temporary pain. My dad was an alcoholic and I had three little sisters and an amazing mom that held my family together. And I would have to know at five years old as a little boy when that man came through the front door, which dad was coming through the front door? Was it sober, dad? He had a good day. He hadn't been drinking. We're going to go have dinner. Probably go shoot some hoops in the backyard. By the time I was five years old, I knew which dad it was. Or when I'm five and I'm looking up at my hero, is it drunk, Dad? Has he been drinking? And I could notice little things. I started to be present. I was reading him. Was his tie a little messed up? How about his hair? How about how he walked? How'd his face look? Was it a little red? How'd he talk? Did he kind of talk a little slower? Did he slur? In fact, I got so good at it, that I could tell by the sound his key made in the lock, whether he was sober or not. If it went right in real smooth, pretty good chance we're gonna have a good night. If it didn't, he's coming in. And if it's drunk, dad, maybe my sister should go upstairs. And then the second thing would kick in. I'd start to talk. Hey, daddy. And I'd walk with him. Daddy, I got a 93 on my spelling test. I had a home run at practice today in baseball. How was your day? What went good today? I would try to talk and communicate to change his state. Turns out 35 years later, 45 years later, I've made hundreds of millions of dollars by being present with people, reading them, and being able to communicate in a way that they feel something and it changes. This was born out of temporary pain, temporary tragedy. Because if he was drunk, my dad would walk over and I'd try to get him away from this cabinet because there was this cabinet and this cabinet was all his booze. And if, he, if I couldn't get him away from that cabinet, I know right now he's gonna open that thing up, there's all the stuff he likes, but his favorite was Beefeater's Gin. And I'd get out there, i say, Dad, and i try to, and he wouldn't, he'd pour his drink, boom, and he'd drink about six or eight of them right when he'd get home. Now I know we really need to change things. And that's what I live with, what i built all the skills I have. And many of you would say to me, wow, what a neglected childhood you had. I had a loving family, but certainly that was neglect. There's all kinds of child neglect. I'm going to hit you between the eyes right now, those of you that are parents. There's neglect if there's drug or alcohol. There's some form of neglect when there's a divorce, I suppose. Maybe we don't tell our children we love them enough. There is a global insidious epidemic pandemic of child neglect going on. And it's subtle. And it's a parent who is not pursuing their potential and their dreams. And they're neglecting their child when they do it. If you're listening to this, I know that hits home, but most things children get are caught, not taught. They catch it, and if they start to catch it, it's okay to settle. It's okay to say, sweetheart, you can be anything you want. At some point, they get to an age where they go, well, mama, why aren't you? Why aren't you going for it? Why aren't you happier? My book is called The Ultimate Guide to Happiness and Success. Why isn't mama happier? They see you in the car. They see you getting ready in the morning. They know, and it's neglectful of you if you're not pursuing your happiness, pursuing your potential, pursuing your dream. You're neglecting that child. You gotta get after it. So that was the first time I learned this. And then my life changed. I'm driving in the car one day with my dad. I'm almost turning 15. i would never seen my dad cry before, ever. And I didn't see him cry after this day. Well, we're driving to a baseball game and as my dad's driving, he's crying, which is really weird because my dad was a dude. Like I've seen my dad in scraps. Side of the freeway, banging on a guy. Angel game, banging on a guy. Seen him come out of church one Sunday, drop a guy. You think I'm kidding? Come out of St. Dennis Catholic Church on a Sunday. Just prayed, just took communion. We get in this Datsun B210 hatchback, and we had stayed in the donut line. I saw him talking to some guy in the donut line. I'm like, all right, that didn't look good, but it's Church. My dad loops around the church. It's raining. It's misty out. My sister's here so she can confirm this story. And I watch my dad roll the window down on his Datsun and look out and wave the guy over. And the guy's like, and the guy walks over from inside my dad's vehicle in front of the church. He grabs the guy and goes, boom, headbutts this man. Guy falls to the ground and we just drive off like, hail Mary, our father. That was my dad. So to see this same man crying, driving me, That man never showed up again after this day. A gentle man showed up. This talk is very hard for me. A kind man, a much more powerful man. Real men are kind. Real men are gentle. They're so strong. They don't have to show you. We're driving and he's crying and he pulls over and he's still not looking at me. I'm looking at my daddy and he goes, Eddie I'm gonna go away and I'm gonna listen to this word I'm gonna try to quit drinking one more time and he looks at me and goes I'm gonna give it one more try the chapter in my book called one more try and I go dad what would be any different this time you tried a bunch of times he goes "I." Uh, I'm gonna lose you and your sisters. Your mom's taking my family from me. And you and your sisters deserve a dad you can be proud of. Your mom's amazing. She deserves a husband she can respect. So I'm gonna give it one more try. I want you to get the lesson here. My dad made the most dramatic change of his life from a place of love. All great decisions, all long-lasting change comes from love, loving for someone else, doing so, You'll do anything for the people you love and your dreams. You always go, I don't know, I'm not motivated. I don't have any, I don't know my passion. Look real close. People you love and your dreams. My dad did it because he loved our family. It wasn't some big dream to be sober. He loved his family. And he went away. And when he came back, he was not drinking. I said, Daddy, are you never going to drink again? Listen to what he said to me. He said, I don't know. I know I'm not gonna drink for one more day, Eddie, at a time. And that went 35 more years. you know how many times in business and in relationships I've wanted to quit? And I think I gotta make something permanent. Everyone says, never quit. Hey man, that's a long decision. You know what I've done a bunch of times? I'm just not quitting for today. Just one more day, I'm not quitting. One more day, I'm not quitting. And that started the change of my life. And I've learned, go ahead, you can applaud for my dad. And I tell you all this, I tell you all this because these lessons in the book, I show you how to reprogram your RAS. I show you how to manage your time and bend and manipulate time. It's very detailed. But if you don't know why you're getting the book, why you're doing it, it's pointless. Here's the most amazing thing. I wrote the book. I'm done with it. It's published. Thousands of copies have been bought already. I've done a bunch of interviews for the book. And I woke up three weeks ago in the middle of the night, me crying and something dawned on me. And if you get anything out of today, I want you to listen to what I'm about to say to you. Remember, most people even in this room online think, yeah, that's good, but this, th- th- that's not me. You don't know my track record, man. I've already tried like 14 things that didn't work or I've never really been that motivated or you don't know this thing I'm ashamed of. I've got this divorce, I've got this bankruptcy. I got some stuff if you really knew, man, you'd know. You don't know how I think. You don't know how average I've been. I'm disqualified. Most human beings think their humanity and their life experience is what disqualifies them. The very opposite is true. If you're going to reach other people, I reach millions of people because I'm not perfect. Because I come from a family like this. Listen to this. I wake up and I go, my gosh, this never dawned on me. The decision that changed my life to put me here, everybody, is my dad stopped Drinking for his family. I probably am not here. had I not watched those examples and caught it Except it just occurred to me after I wrote the book, but I want to tell you this I went I'm crying 3 15 in the morning Someone helped daddy Someone helped my dad I don't know who this precious person is. Some precious human being. When my dad was losing his family, on his knees, darkest moment of his life, maybe considering taking his own life, some human being came forward and said, I'll help you. Isn't that not amazing that this person has no idea that that one decision changed Max and Bella's life and my future grandchildren's life and millions of people's lives, the ripple effect of that one decision, just like the bad decision in Texas, the ripple, this ripple's ridden waves of millions of people, even today, because this person had the guts to step up and go, I may not be, see, here's the deal. God does not call the qualified. He qualifies the called. This person, this person rose up in this moment, but that's not the most mind blowing thing. What qualified them? The thing they were the most ashamed of. They were a drug addict. They were an alcoholic. Little did they know the temporary pain they put themselves and other people through. On the other side of it, they would meet their other self and then have my dad meet his other self. This person literally know when they were driving and drinking and lying to their family or stealing money to get drugs, God was using that experience they thought disqualified them to prep them for the most important moment in my father's life and in mine. Don't discount your experience. Don't discount your mistakes. These are the things that connect you with people when you rise up. Can I get an amen on that? Say yes. That's what qualifies you. You connect human to human. Perfect people don't help or imperfect people. Imperfect sinners help imperfect sinners in life. You can reach out and help somebody, but you gotta have the courage to take the step. You're not disqualified. You're not invisible, but you can have the guts to make the decision. You gotta get clear on what you want.
1: Big thanks to Ed Milet for stopping by. His website is edmilet.com. That is also his Instagram, his most recent book, which was just released about a little over a month ago, is entitled The Power of One More, The Ultimate Guide to Happiness and Success. And lastly, he also has a podcast, which you can check out, which is entitled The Ed Milet Show. And I'll have all the links to everything I just mentioned in the show description below, as well as a link to the entire talk, which is about an hour long, that I highly recommend that you check out. It was a really, really good talk. And all right. Don't forget to follow the show, share it, or leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify Podcasts. I greatly appreciate you for taking the time out to do that. And that is a wrap for me. I appreciate you. I hope you have a great rest of your day. And I'll see you back here Wednesday. So, until then, stay strong. Later.